Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. This is not my usual episode because if I'm honest, I had my episodes batched like way in advance to make sure that I have time to edit and spend time with my family, all that jazz, as well as teach and like actually live. But I've got to be honest, like it's Sunday night before the Tuesday that I'm going to release this and I'm totally not following my schedule that I had set because I know that this episode is needed more than what I was originally going to talk about. So a listener of the podcast and I started having this conversation this morning as a follow-up to like one of the questions that I posted in the self-care Sunday check-ins. And I won't go into a lot of detail, but she said the words, I just don't feel like I'm enough. And gosh, like, do I know that feeling? I'd be lying if I said that this is still not a feeling that comes up for me, even still today. And so I want to share with you where these feelings kind of originate from, how I'm kicking it. And if you're feeling like this, remind you that you're not alone and bring you that pep talk. Because maybe you've been in a situation like this before where you knew you were meant to do something and that little voice in your head or heck, even the opinion of someone else was really holding you back. So if you've been feeling like you're just not enough, this episode is for you. So let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that I am so thankful that you are here. For those of you who tune in every week and send me messages on Instagram, those of you who are sharing the podcast with your teacher friends who are struggling or just leaving reviews for the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever, it truly means the world to me. Knowing that something I said helped you shift a perspective or do something different that helped you get through this week and feel better, like, gosh... I cannot tell you the joy that brings me. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, hey, 
Welcome to the podcast. My whole goal in creating these episodes for showing up is just to remind you that you're not alone, even when I know it feels like it, to bring you that pick-me-up, that pep talk on the ride to work or from work or that tip you just needed to try and it completely changes the game for you to get you doing things differently so that you're not so overwhelmed, so that you don't feel down, to help you realize that your job is not your identity, to reignite your passion and so you can make it a sustainable career for you or honestly, just to be that supportive person that maybe you don't have in your school building or at home that's got your back, pushes you to remember how resilient you are. That's what this podcast is about. And so in this episode, I want to talk about this thing, this topic that keeps coming up over and over again, this feeling of not being good enough or of being an imposter. And maybe you've heard of it before, or this is a new concept, but this feeling that we have of not being enough can be described as imposter syndrome. So it's where you're feeling not good enough. Maybe you have doubts with your skills, your talents, your accomplishments, and it has this persistent internalized fear that you're a fraud, despite having all the proof that you actually have made progress or that you've received success. Maybe you're a first-year teacher who feels unprepared, like you just don't have the experience to really make evidence-based decisions for your students. Maybe you're putting in some serious work because you're a high achiever, but you're not seeing those rewards. Maybe you've leveled up to like an instructional coach or an administrator, but you feel like your experience is really no longer relevant for leading teachers in such extreme difficulties. I received a message from an Educare community member the other day, and I want to share it with you. She said, Brittany, I've been an English teacher for seven years, but I don't have it in me anymore. I have done everything I can, and I just don't see this being where I'm happy for the next few years. I want to do something different, and I don't think that anyone's going to take me seriously. I'm afraid the rest of the school would see me like I don't have enough experience to be this instructional coach, even though there's this job opening for next year. I don't feel... Like, I can teach language arts another year, and I don't want to leave teaching. What can I do? She was feeling like an imposter for wanting more for her life than staying stagnant. And I kid you not, that exact same day, I was scrolling through stories on Instagram as I do every so often, and I came across this story from a popular teacher creator who is a social-emotional learning coach. And she recently re-entered the classroom, and she shared with everyone that she's really struggling with her mental health. Obviously, there were some really positive and uplifting comments towards her, but then there were some not-so-fabulous ones, too. And I can totally relate to that. The one in particular that stood out to me was one that said, how can you tell us to focus on regulating student nervous systems and make it meaningful when you can't even do this for yourself. I thought, dang, like that hit me hard. I can only imagine what that comment did to her. And I've realized the older that I get, the longer that I've been showing up on social media and this podcast that sharing my stories helps me cope helps me heal from the trauma that I've dealt with. Not only that, but my story can really help someone else heal too. I realized that recent things have happened to me and if I can get them off my chest, I feel better. So I hope that responding to these conversations have helped these teachers feel validated in their feelings and help them cope with understanding and navigating this specific season in life. If something is soul-sucking and damages your spirit or makes you feel less than, 
it's time that you stop bottling it up and tucking it away and acting like it never happened. You are a resilient person. You don't have to deal with that thought. The more that we bottle up all these things and keep it inside, the more that thought becomes a feeling and that feeling becomes an emotion. And that emotion is what makes you feel less than. And I've recently experienced that exact same feeling. So I want to share with you that story, and then I'll jump into those fast action strategies to really kicking that feeling to the curb so you can step into that life that you want and stop feeling like an imposter. So one of the things that I think is so powerful about self-awareness is knowing what you stand for. I know that my values in my career and my personal life are very similar. I value creativity, impact, lifelong learning, and autonomy. These are like my big four things. Obviously, I've had other values that are very important to me, but those four are like the core of my being. And this school year was really tough starting out because I talked about it way back in episode 12, but I originally wanted to get out of my contract in order to teach in another district for my kids to all go to the same district. Hindsight, like, I am very thankful that I did not get to leave because I have a really supportive and amazing administration, and I don't know that I would have received that clarity that I have now had I moved to another district with a new administration. But I've got to be real with you. Lately, I have really been struggling. I wouldn't say like I'm burned out, but I have definitely been misaligned in some capacity, and it's caused some feelings of depression. And Through some self-reflection, I realized that what I'm missing in teaching right now is that autonomy, is that creativity, is that learning and that impact. It feels really misaligned for me to be co-teaching. Like I'm walking into someone else's classroom where I don't have the time to plan with them. The lack of creativity to do what I do really well, it feels like I'm an outsider kind of walking into a classroom midway through the class showing up and saying, hey, you know, interrupting the flow, like a walking, flashing billboard sign that's like, I know you guys were doing this, but I'm like walking in midway, catch me up. And I've been feeling like I'm really not making as big of an impact in my classroom as I have in the past. I don't see the rewards of what I'm working so hard to accomplish. And now that I've really had a taste of working with educators, sharing what I know and creating things that really light me up and are not tailored to this specific curriculum, I feel kind of underwhelmed with what I do with my students. I don't really feel like I'm growing in my current position as a special educator anymore. It does not feel aligned. And so since winter break, I've just felt down about what I'm doing right now. I feel ineffective. I feel misaligned. I feel stagnant, lack of control, just overall really sad, feeling like my opportunities are limited right now due to my current contract. I felt like an imposter honestly, because I try to help teachers reignite their passion for teaching. I feel guilty because I don't know what that means going forward or what my career is going to look like. And this thought began to creep in. Who was I to be talking to all of you, telling you all of these ways to overcome these feelings when I myself am actively dealing with it? Why should I tell teachers that there are ways to combat burnout or to prioritize their mental health if I'm sitting here experiencing some of those same feelings? Am I just pretending like maybe I should just give up, keep my head down because this is not worth it and I am not worth this? Like, never mind the fact that I used my unique strategy to really 
actually realize the things that were misaligning, that I had received three messages within two hours of Educare members and podcast listeners saying that they received clarity and inspiration to change their entire mindset. Never mind those five reviews on Teachers Pay Teachers that I had from educators who were saving hours of their time automatically emailing parents, missing assignments, or you know streamlining their IEP writing process and getting results from their student, none of those external things that showed what I was worth or my value mattered in that moment because I felt less than. I felt like an imposter. That's how I felt. The honest truth is I'm a human, just like every single one of you. I have overcome massive obstacles, but I am real and authentic to the point that I'll tell you that even though I've dealt with massive burnout, there are things that I continue to struggle with and I will because I'm a human. The members of the Individualized Educare Program are making huge changes because they're becoming self-aware of their values, of their vision, seeing where their current position is not aligning to who they are and what they stand for, changing content areas and grade levels, heading back to school to become administrators, or just reprioritizing themselves in a job that often asks us to choose everyone else but us. There are thousands of educators across the country who are saving hours of their precious time and energy by using the resources that I created. There are thousands of you listening every week who message me and tell me how one episode helped shift your perspective, helped create an authentic boundary in your job or in your real life. You see, the enemy places these people, these obstacles, these circumstances in your way just to knock you down. As someone I admire once said, it is easy to drop bombs and walk away. What's hard is picking up every piece of the rubble and building an empire. That is what's hard. So what do you want to do today? Do you want to just continue to take hits and talk badly to yourself or feel like an imposter, like the enemy continues to make you feel like you are? Or do you want to keep showing up in your authenticity and start stepping into your passion? And if you're ready to do that, here are the top ways we can do this together. First, remember this statement. Hurt people hurt people. If people say or do things to tear you down, that is not you. That is a projection of their own insecurities or their truth that is built for their life. Sometimes we feel like an imposter because of something someone said or did that triggers that feeling inside of us. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of wanting to take action because of the fear of what someone will say. Let me tell you this. Whatever your passion is, whatever you're feeling led to do in your life, you're qualified to carry that out. Whether it's taking risks in a classroom, even though it's your first year, or teaching social emotional learning when you also deal with mental health issues because you know that your experience makes it more valuable, or leading a revolution of change even though you've never done that before. Changing your content area even though you never taught that content before because you're passionate about it and you've just lost that spark in your current content area. Becoming an administrator because you want to lead other teachers. I don't believe that qualification leads back to education. It's not really the knowledge that matters. It's how you share your knowledge. Teacher prep programs don't prepare teachers for real life situations, right? So having that degree doesn't make you more qualified to impact the lives of students. Your experience and what you do with it is what matters. Your drive and how you deliver it is what matters. Anyone can tell someone, you know, these are the things that you need to do to stay out of burnout, but if they've never experienced it or dealt with mental health issues, it's not going to make as big of an impact on teachers who are in those pits of despair. Your journey 
is yours. And you have unique gifts and experiences that really bring a whole different perspective into what you want to do that not everyone is going to agree with. That's okay. Your people, the people you are meant to reach and touch and impact are going to get it. And in the end, prioritizing your path is the most important thing for your own fulfillment. Second, humans make mistakes. I'm going to slip up. I'm going to fall a few times before I get back up and try again. And I think it's important to realize that when you're slipping, that doesn't mean that you have to lay down and wait for someone to come pick you up. You can do bad all by yourself. You have what it takes to succeed. You have overcome challenges before, and you know what? You can do it again. Believe in your abilities, your skills, and your strengths. Trust that you are capable of achieving your goals. For that teacher who's thinking of making a change in a career path to something you've never done before, instead of allowing what people think hold you back, embrace the opportunity to learn and to grow. Take on new challenges. Seek out new experiences. Push yourself beyond your comfort zone. You're going to be surprised by what you're capable of when you believe in yourself and you take that action. If we're all starting on the same journey towards finding our happiness and our fulfillment, and we have to trek across this huge mountain with a backpack, some of you are going to be like, I ain't hiking. (laughs) You know, others are going to just start never having hiked a day in their lives. Some people are just going to take it slow. No one can really tell you what is the best path for you going forward, but staying at the same spot, wishing for it all to change and never taking that first step on your journey is not doing you any good. Even if you trip over a route or if you have to stop and take a few breaths, you're still making progress and that is something to be proud of. It's not the actual end of the trek that matters. It's about every single step that you take and your unique journey. You can crawl, you can skip, you can take one step every day towards overcoming any challenge that you have. And don't be afraid to share your mistakes, your falls, your struggles with others. Tell them you've fallen. Stop focusing so much on the things you messed up on, that you stumbled, that you didn't achieve. Start shifting that focus to that which you have achieved that you took that step. But be open and honest with others that you stumble. Maybe your experience, maybe your story, maybe your journey or your passion, whatever it may be, could give someone else the courage to stop letting their imposter syndrome hold them back, to feel seen, to feel heard. We are... So used to seeing these perfectly curated lives or teachers, you know, on social media feeds that give us these unrealistic expectations of what our lives or our professions should be. Be brave enough to say, look, I messed up or, hey, I'm really struggling. I could have very well told you, like, I was doing great. I was on top of the world. All these things are no longer what I have to deal with, but that's not me. I'm real, and it would be selfish of me or self-serving of me not to be honest with you and tell you that I have to fight those demons that try to tell me that my experience or my journey is not worth telling, that my experience and my passion are not worth carrying out. You have no idea the impact that you can make just by sharing your humanness, your authenticity with someone else. The last thing is Don't be afraid to take time to reevaluate, to go deeper inside of you and connect with your inner knowing, to reconnect with your unique vision, your value system. When you sit with who you are, increasing that self-awareness of your strengths, it realigns you. It reminds you 
of what is important to you as an individual, thus reducing those feelings of imposter syndrome because you're more in tune to a positive and more accurate self-image. Reacquainting yourself with your values and your vision really gives you this clearer state of direction and motivation, really stomping those feelings of insecurity and doubt to the ground. It can be scary, you know, to go back and sit with your vision and values, especially if they've begun to shift as you grow. But it's never too late to realign with what truly matters to you. Don't be afraid to embrace new perspectives or take a step back from that hustle and bustle of everyday life. Take a moment. Just reflect on what has brought you joy and fulfillment in the past and what continues to do so. And allow yourself to be open to those possibilities that come with that self-reflection and self-discovery. When you invest in your own self-awareness and growth, you empower yourself to live a life that's authentic and fulfilling. You'll find that you are able to face those challenges and overcome imposter syndrome with greater ease because you have a solid foundation rooted in what you believe in. This foundation is going to provide you with a sense of purpose and direction, really allowing you to navigate these ups and downs with greater confidence and resilience. So all in all, I want to encourage you to break free from feeling trapped or unfulfilled, from letting imposter syndrome hold you back from being who you are, from feeling like you're not enough. If you're no longer happy with where you are, you have the power to change that, to pivot, Don't let feelings of insecurity hold you back. Remember that you're unique and your experiences set you apart. If you have the drive and the passion to explore new opportunities, whether it's within the education field or, you know, pursuing a completely different passion, go for it. Your journey is yours alone and no one else's expectations should determine your path. Sharing your struggles and your mistakes can be just as transformative as your successes. By being vulnerable and being open about the challenges that you face, you can inspire others and show them that it's okay to stumble. It's okay to make mistakes. This can create this supportive and understanding community where everyone feels really comfortable sharing their experiences and learning from one another. So don't be afraid to share your journey, all of your warts, your pimples, all those things. You deserve to be happy and joyful and excited about life. So trust your inner knowing and pursue the changes that are going to bring you fulfillment, that will allow you to feel like you are enough. Whether it's sharing your knowledge and experience on social media or supporting other teachers or innovating your classroom, exploring new grade levels, content areas, or just taking on leadership, even if it's leaving the field altogether, the choice is yours. Don't be afraid to take that leap and make your happiness, your mental health, your fulfillment a priority. You never know who you might inspire and help along the way. You're a resilient teacher. We are in this together. You've got this. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tell Tag me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul 
or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.